0: chapter 19 exchange of information gix the demon received the report from one of his monks but no words were spoken instead the monk knelt beside the demon's makeshift throne and the demon's elongated finger clasped the top of the monk's skull the monk let out a low moan as the talons dug slightly into the skin and demon's claws connected with the nerves beneath the flesh it was a heady moment for gix slightly intoxicating these fleshy creatures were filled with sensation even the monks Whom Gix had learned possessed an existence that was removed from the experiences of others of their race was a cornucopia of emotions, a pit of conflicting desires, a rich-breeding tidal pool of feelings. The electric thrill of touching those feelings, even vicariously, rushed through him like a shot. The demon would be loath to admit it, but he found the experience unlike any at home in Phyrexia. Delicious. That was the word for it. The touch of the monk's nerves was delicious. The emotions subsided. Fear. Anger. Passion concern, bliss, and Gix began to scan the monk's mind. The monks prided themselves on their machine-like organization, but Gix found their minds a tangle of clutter, a jungle of conflicting thoughts, more impenetrable than his homeland's jungles. Slowly, Gix extended his own consciousness, taming the wilderness, and pulling the answers he needed from the living skull of the worshiper. There had been those who protested against his tender probings. They were buried in the sands outside. Buried next to the weak, who collapsed in on themselves at the first gentle mental touch. Only the strong and the willing remained in the demon's service, which was as he thought it should be. He had learned much of the world through the monks, much about a world so different from his own, as organized as a goblin parade, and as structured as an overturned anthill. Even those words were looted from the monks' minds, for the pure chaos of the world did not connect in any way with its old life beneath the oily skies of Phyrexia. This was a world filled with rogue units without coherent masters of any type. Perhaps this world had masters once, but they died or went away, leaving brawling children in their place. There was an old dead race called the Thran. Perhaps they had been the masters, but they were gone and left their toys behind, simple uneducated machines without a glint of true sentience, and now some of those squalling children had unearthed those toys and were playing dangerous games. One of the children had found the way into Phyrexia and stolen toys from his betters. He'd stolen from those who would come looking for his devices. He'd stolen it from Gix. The child was called Mishra, the monk's mind said. He was the master of the Falaji, a crude, brutal people who lived in the dry regions, but to say he was their master was giving him too much credit, for all he was doing was riding a wave of their bestial organic nature. The tribesmen he led would slam against other bands of creatures like a random marble in a maze. This Mishra provided no more true guidance than an ornamental spur on a diabolic machine. There was another one, Mishra's subordinate. But the red-haired one did not shine in Gix's mind, as did Mishra. He was the thief. Misha was the one whose mind had brushed his all those years ago. Mishra came to him in dreams. Had he dreamed before he encountered Mishra? Gix wondered. He had no memory of doing so. Mishra invaded Phyrexia and took the dragon engines. The Mokfawa, The creatures of the first fear. Mishra must be punished. But Misha was not alone. For there had been another in that initial mind touch years ago. A shadowy figure alongside Mishra. At first, he thought it was another subordinate, similar to the Ashnot subordinate. But Gik soon realized that this other was instead a similar unit, issuing from the same basic components and manufacture. A brother, the monk's mind said, though the word carried different flavors and sensations than when referring to other priests. The brother, Urza, another master of another crude, brutal people. There seemed no end to such barbarians, the children of unknown, abandoned masters. Once Gik sensed Urza's existence, he could see him clearly, cut from the same cloth as his brother, no more and no less than Mishra was. Their minds seemed ordered, or at least more ordered than most he had encountered. Each brother carried a legacy of the old ones, of the Thran. It was a stone split in two, each half containing the summation of the earlier stone, yet altered to fit the organic unit they had bonded with. Gix could feel the crystalline longings of these halves, of the attraction they held for each other, and of their repulsion. The stone, still like beacons to Gix, And even without the monk's surrogate senses, the demon could feel their power. The beacons had moved little in the past few years. One lay to the west, across a patch of uneven mountains. The other was in the south, among another barrier of titanically broken ground. They called to him. They pleaded with him to take them back to Phyrexia, back to where they would truly be used. When he had first come into this fleshy world, Gix thought he would merely slay the thief and return with the recovered dragon engines. He could feel their calls as well. Though one became weak, and flickered out of existence a few years previously. He mourned for that one and almost sought vengeance. But now there was more to his mission. He could touch the dreams of the thief when he was in Phyrexia, but in this world, he could touch neither Mitra's dreams nor Urza's. Now they seemed proof against his blandishments. Was this part of the power of their stones or of the world itself? The stones seemed important. Should he recover them as well? And were these two organic children a danger to Phyrexia? If they broken through the barriers, would not others? Faced with questions, Gix was logical and precise. He sent his monks out to gather information. Once the information was garnered, he sucked it deliciously from their minds and formulated a plan. Gix willed his orders into the mind of the monk. There was another lone moan, as old information was pushed out of the monk's mind and organic circuitry rewired to comprehend the new orders. Gix had learned, through fatal trial and error, which parts of his worshippers' minds they needed for basic functions, and he left those untouched. Gix lifted his hand, and his talent slid loose from the flesh and nerves of his servant. The monk pitched forward into the waiting arms of his brothers, brothers to a lesser extent than Mishra and Urza. The monk would be tended and cared for, and when his mind healed, he would pass on the message of the god. They were to gather their brethren and go to this Urza and to this Mishra. They would become part of their brutal and crude organizational units, part of their tribal courts. They were to watch, and they were to report. And when the time was right, They were to call Gix from his throne in the caverns of Coilos, and he would punish the brothers for their crimes against the machines, for their crimes against Phyrexia, and he would take the stones from them, thought Gix, flexing his fingers before him, droplets of the monk's blood spattered against the demon's chest, hissing and bubbling as they struck. Yes, thought the demon. The stones were his by right of conquest. He would take them back to Phyrexia.